Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm excited to bring a fellow sports chiropractor on the podcast for a great interview. He did awesome. This is Dr. Alan Sokoloff. Uh, He's someone that, you know, every so often I have a guest on my podcast, uh, someone that I've uh, looked up to from afar, and they may not have known it at the time. Uh, But but Doc is one of those phase one uh, early on the frontier of being a sports chiropractor before uh, there even was a such thing. And in our episode, we actually talk about my, my kind of thoughts on phase one, phase two, phase three. But this this kind of cohort of sports chiropractors really paved the way for, for docs like me. Uh, and in my previous life, really uh, dove into the sports injuries and had a lot of great success. And I owe a lot of gratitude to uh, folks like Dr. Sokoloff and uh, Thomas Hyde, you know, Mark King, some of those guys. And so it's always nice to have them on the podcast to to dive into you know some of their wisdom and some of the things, frankly, that they're still pushing the envelope on and and and, and on the frontier of different things in our profession and helping out and and Dr. Sokoloff is one of those chiropractors who's still at it. It may look a little different now than it did 30 years ago, but he brings a ton of wisdom. He's someone that's still in the trenches. I think recently just celebrated 24th anniversary of working with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, it's not the only professional organization he works with or has in the past, but he is the team chiropractor for the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, so he's seen some quite quite a many good years there. Uh, what a great organization to work with! And so we dive into uh, his past, his current, his future, what it's like to build a sports chiropractic practice that is uh, very successful. You know, one of the things that I'm seeing a little bit. More than I would like is a lot of the kind of phase three uh, sports chiropractor that we kind of dive into in this episode uh, aren't doing a great job of building a, a a full practice around it that is sustainable and allows them to grow professionally. And so he provides a lot of insights and wisdom on that. Without further ado, here is my interview with Dr. Alan Sokoloff. Before we get to today's show, I'm excited to tell you about a great product that will help your patients find quicker relief and help you get better outcomes. Stop Pain Clinical is a great way to provide a safe, effective pain relief alternative to NSAIDs and opioids while you diagnose and treat the underlying cause. It works on contact to provide fast, long-lasting pain relief from sprains, strains, bruises, arthritis, muscle aches, joint, and back pain. How does it do that? Stop Pain Clinical has 10% menthol plus MSM and glucosamine. Great for joint pain. It is formulated with penetration enhancers and skin conditioners, so it works fast, feels great, and it is sweat resistance. And also, the spray is awesome with kinesiology tape, so your athletes will love it. You can just spray that right on before you put the tape. Phenomenal combination. They also have this great new migraine and headache relief topical. I know I've been using it. My wife's been using it. Place a little bit of the cream right onto that deep occipital as the base of the skull. Really helps give you some relief from that unrelenting headache and migraine. So great for your patients. You can learn more about Stop Pain Clinical at stopa.in forward slash MCM. 
and you get a free intro pack of Stop Pain Clinical products. Again, that's stopa.in forward slash MCM. Great news too is Stop Pain Clinical topical analgesics are available exclusively through chiropractors and other healthcare professionals. So they have another great reason to visit you and tell their friends. All right, Doc, welcome to the show today. I'm really excited to have a, a great conversation on actually positioning yourself as a you know sports chiropractor in your, in your community. Uh, before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about yourself personally and professionally, and we'll go from there. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. I'm, I'm excited to share uh, information. So a little bit about me. I started practicing a few years ago, um, or maybe quite a few. So, and it, it's it's been a really, really neat journey that has involved planting seeds along the way. Uh, I uh, started my own practice and I really like sports and wanted to get involved. So I did some work um, with a local college that I went to college at here and introduced myself back into the college system. I covered just on Mondays, but it was working here at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, and really enjoyed that. Um, and then I just wanted more. The United States uh, Olympic Committee uh, had residencies where you would go for two weeks at a time, and they still do, which I strongly encourage docs to do. And that was kind of my next stepping stone to getting involved in sports and got involved even more when I had the opportunity to uh, excel at the Olympic level and get to the Goodwill Games, get to the Pan Am Games. And a lot of that stuff was all planting seeds. And then based on that, was able to obtain a position with the Baltimore Ravens, which kind of opened the doors to the University of Maryland, which opened the doors to two other universities, as well as uh, initially the Washington Nationals and more recently the Baltimore Orioles. So it's been a cool ride, but all along, I'm still that guy that I have a practice. I'm in the office five days a week. So there are a couple of little things that I've done along the way that you know I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing with you that we could share with the listeners that they could be doing too to help climb that ladder and get off at any rung they want. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, and it's uh, it's fun sometimes to have this podcast. It's fun all the time, but sometimes I get to interview people that uh, from afar I may have been admiring. And, you know, in my previous life, uh, I was really entrenched into the sports world and uh, probably for the last 15 years had had heard of the work you, you've you been doing. And, uh, you know, I went to the NFL Combine for, for 12 years, and I know that you had a big role um, there, uh, with the, the seminars there, what, what was the actual, uh, role you were playing there at the seminar and what is the seminar again? So every year at the NFL combine, the professional football chiropractic society gets together and that's the group of all the chiropractors in the NFL. And, uh, we have our annual meeting on a Thursday, but on Friday and Saturday, we do a sports science symposium mm -hmm. that, friggin rocks i mean we we are and the cool thing about it is we're like half doctors and half students for the last 10 years we've done this student doctor combine thing where docs or students that are in school wanting to get involved in sports 
uh, kind of do speed dating with mm -hmm. doctors. And uh, I've actually hired two associates from it. So the information is great to realize that these people that have these jobs working with the NFL are just people too. Conversation, sharing information, plus rock star speakers makes for a great weekend in Indianapolis in February. So, yeah, um, nice and cold, nice and cold. Yeah, yeah I was there uh, from 2008 to 2020. Uh, and I never could, I never could do the conference. I was always there working with the athletes, but I did stop in one, one year. I have a funny story. This probably been 2009. Uh, I, at the time I was practicing in Davie, Florida, which is where the dolphins were located. And, uh, obviously, you know, uh, Dr. Spencer Barron probably pr pretty well. And, uh, at the time I was working with a, you know, a handful of the dolphins players, uh, outside of the, the team, uh, sports medicine aspect. And, and I had walked into your, your conference there and introduced myself to, uh, Spencer Barron. And first time I had met him, I've always had looked up to him as well. And he shook my hand and looked at me, he's like, Oh, you're the one trying to steal my job. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he, he was saying it in jest, uh, in right, jest. Right. but it was, uh, it was, I, I just remember being in, and there's a lot of great chiropractors in there. And it was a really nice event that you, you guys have been putting on there. So uh, I commend you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about like, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the journey, but Let's rewind a little bit. What was really the the big thing you did early on in your community? Because we realized like only so many people can be, uh, and we'll touch on it, but only so many people can be an NFL team chiropractor. Obviously, a lot of people practice in particular towns or cities where there's no professional sports teams. But so I want to get to the essence of doing it in your community. What, what did you do early on to, to really position yourself well there? So I'll go back to... Uh where I mentioned planting seeds, even, even in my office, if you come into my office as a new patient, I, I'm not only going to find out, you know, the, the typical stuff, the history, what you do work-wise, but I want to know what you do socially too. Uh, we tend, we put our hands on so many coaches, commissioners, people that are involved at a rec league level. And that's kind of the grassroots of where I started and, you know, at the end of the day, it's cool to do the college thing. It's cool to do the pro thing, but it's not going to pay for your kids to go through college, right? So it's your practice. What can you do to build your practice? And for me, it's it's working at the rec level and providing education. I got involved early on in teaching um, a couple of different courses to individual teams and individual organizations, which slowly grew to become a county event. And now I sit in front of 600 or 900 coaches, not as, hey, I'm Alan, the chiropractor, come see me, but I'm going to give you good information on preventing heat-related illness and dehydration. Oh, by the way, I'm Dr. Alan Sokoloff at the Yalich Clinic. I'm going to give you good information on the prevention and recognition of concussions. I don't want you to bring your concussed kids to me. You know, let them get evaluated. I'll deal with the cervicogenic component of it. Oh, by the way, I'm Dr. Alan Sokoloff. I, I, I will teach injury prevention courses. And again, oh, by the way, it's not a hard sell for me, but putting myself in the position where people can trust me, trust my opinion, and that has gotten the referral system within these teams and organizations. It is spectacular. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's been fascinating over the years. I graduated in 2005 and the way I've kind of looked at it from a sports chiropractic aspect in the profession was there's kind of that phase one group and that, that includes you and, and the Spencer Barons and, and like the, the Tom Hydes, uh, who I was fortunate enough to learn from him a little, a little bit early on, where really on the frontier of, of real sports chiropractic, which is, uh, you know, really laid the foundation for kind of that phase two wave, which I would consider I fell into, which was kind of the graduates from the early two, probably the late nineties, early two thousands into the, you know, 2005, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever, where when I, I remember I came out and I, I had the ART and, and MPI, uh, was big fun fa- fundamental uh, training for me, and then you know like Graston and certain things, and so we kind of had a little bit of a, a a new approach, a lot of soft tissue and some rehab added on to it, and, and ART obviously was getting popular. Now there's kind of this phase three of the of the younger generation that are coming out, and they're coming out with a lot of different certifications. You know, it's like every certification under the sun, which is, which is good. We we've talked about some pros and cons of that in the past, but when you were doing it, and I'm going to get to a question here in a second, but when you were doing it, it was obviously no one really heard of say sports chiropractic. You were just going out there and, and, and doing a good job and educating on injuries and, and that type of thing. By the time I got to it, it was definitely uh, starting to get some recognition and people were looking for it. And there wasn't a lot of us in the community that were actually offering it right now. It's popular. You see everything on Instagram. Everything is like a lot of rehab sports, chiropractic and all that. And it's, and, and it's well known, but there's a, you know, there might be 20 other chiropractors in your community, you know, doing that. And so now, you know, it's a different animal, but it's so important to really cut through the clutter and actually um, do a good job of positioning yourself in that. And so I think, you know, what I'm finding is a lot of chiropractors are are struggling with that. And if, if I heard you right, it's just, it's go out there and be an educator, go out there and make connections with that at, at, at the lower levels and work your way up. Um, is that what you're seeing other chiropractors that are doing a good job in communities is, is really getting to the foundation of it? Right. Well, you brought up like 16 really good. Yeah. Good yeah. And, and we'll unpack some of them. <laughs> in, in that, I'm going to, I'm going to try to try to get to all of them. First of all, if I thought whatever tier or phase that I'm at, I've been through those other phases, but I've always had the vision that people will understand better what chiropractors do if we could do it with athletes. Right. So if it's good enough for this pro app, because I remember sitting watching a Super Bowl one year and there's this chiropractor on TV adjusting Joe Montana in his hotel room before a game. Now that was how many years ago? And and Nick is just a wonderful guy that actually gave that adjustment. And that to me started a lot of the public awareness. So it's people like myself and, and, and some of the guys that you mentioned that have gone through the tiers we paid our dues, I guess mm-hmm. to say, on the way up, um, but have had the ability to make an impact at every level. But at the end of the day, you've got to go back to your grassroots. What supports your practice? What supports your community? There are very, very few chiropractors, you can probably count on one hand, that are making 
a, a living because they're the only, that's their gig. That's their job is just working with that protein. Uh, for me at this point, it, it's a matter of keeping things fresh, keeping, you know, and, and enjoying all the different experiences I get. And oh, by the way, I do none of them myself. I always do it with at least one or three or four other chiropractors to be able to work as a team. So, but I want to get to something that that really stuck out in what you said. Two points. One is you you mentioned a lot of uh, acronyms. You know, people get certified in ART. They get certified in CCSP, ABC, LMNOP. <laughs> so, and, and they get the alphabet soup after their name, thinking that is going to be what gets them a gig. Yeah. But it's not. You and I know what those letters mean. People in our profession know what they mean. But outside the profession, they may not. There are, in fact, half the chiropractors in the NFL don't have acronyms after their names. But I can tell you that every single one of those chiropractors at this level are good adjusters and great communicators, yeah. right? And, and somehow in our profession, we we lose that. It gets diluted down with all the other things that we do. But at the end of the day, a PT, an athletic trainer, um, a strength and conditioning coach can 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 do soft tissue work, can do rehabilitation, can do. But who can adjust us, yeah. right? So so to me, the 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 essence of everything that we do at the highest level of sports chiropractic on down is to be able to be a good adjuster and don't worry about the acronyms. If you want to take a class to learn about the different things that like all, all the, the motion palpation stuff, the active release stuff, the anatomical things that you learn, the, the, the classes involved in the CCSP program, if you're learning to understand more about sports chiropractic, great. But if you're taking them just for the letters, don't waste your time. Yeah. Or, you know, I do think there's a ceiling to, like, to your point, if you're a chiropractor and that's your professional training and you might be really good at soft tissue rehab, but you're really poor with the manipulation, there could be a ceiling for you in working with these teams. Because the reality of it is, is, is all these college and pros and, and probably even uh, good high schools, when they bring on a chiropractor, they're looking for the manipulation mostly and then, yeah, you might be an adjunct on some other things with some soft tissue for sure and, and stuff like that. But a, a team is going to have all the other aspects and you're going to be a, a good part of that. But the manipulation is going to be huge. And I'm not saying don't you know, be great at rehab, be great at soft tissue. That's yes. that's awesome. But also be great at the adjustment because that's what separates you from everybody else and breaks through that ceiling. And you have to be great at those things because... It's, you're just a little snippet if you're working with a team and providing those good adjustments. But at the end of the day, back in your office, now you're in charge of that whole package. Yes, be a great adjuster, but you better be able to rehabilitate and teach them how to re rehabilitate themselves. Yes, you have to address soft tissue stuff in your office. In your office, you're the king, you run the show, and, and you have to have those things in your tool belt. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And then you touched on something that's just, you know, kind of been near and dear to my heart because it's something I'm always trying to get better at because uh, I wasn't born with it and still improving, but that's communication. 
Uh, I want to tee that up a little bit, but also, you know, we can segue a little bit to other factors and tangibles that you've noticed chiropractors that work with sports and athletes that have had the longevity, right? Because we've all seen the fly by night ones where they crash and burn early on because they didn't, they weren't able to work well as a team or they didn't really have the goods or they didn't communicate well. We, we've seen a lot of chiropractors go in and out of, of um, teams or, or, you know, athletics. There's some that just really stick and, and have a great following and then add teams, you know, like you're not just the Ravens, but you're the Orioles now and that type of stuff. Uh, let's touch on communication. And I'd love for you to just carry it into some other intangibles that you've noticed some of the great sports chiropractors have to really keep this going long-term. Right. Well, and, and great point, Kev. Thank you. Um, if you look at back at what I had said before, to be a really good adjuster, but a great communicator, that that's said with intent. The, there was one team in the NFL that went through five chiropractors in four years. So does that mean chiropractic doesn't work? Or were these guys just friggin' knuckleheads because they couldn't communicate properly? And communication has a lot of different legs to it. Here are some of the other intangibles that go with communication, documentation, hmm. and, uh, and understanding the, the, the biggest central point that chiropractors don't get in the sports medicine world outside of their office is leave your ego at the door. When you're in the office, you're the king. You make all the clinical decisions. You know that patient. You're, you're, you're sending them here. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're in charge. If you want to refer them out, then you refer them out. Who do you want to bring in? You're the coordinator. When you go work for a team and you're treating an athlete, you may think something and that thought may need to be communicated to the head athletic trainer or the head doctor, whoever's in charge of that team, because they're in charge of that player. They're in charge of that patient. You are just a tool. So can you imagine you're adjusting somebody's neck and um, an athletic trainer walks into your office and says, ooh, why are you doing that? Right? Mm -hmm. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. Same thing the other way around where chiropractors are going into professional collegiate high school athletic training rooms and making clinical decisions based on that one little snippet of time that they spent with that athlete, not discussing it with the head athletic trainer to say, hey, I think blah, blah, blah. And the response may be, oh, yes, well, we've tried that and we've ruled out this. For me, working in the NFL is, is a giant safety net, right? These guys have been imaged, poked and prodded. So I am very comfortable doing what I do with those athletes. But each time I communicate it verbally and I document, document, document. So on, on a small side note, I'm actually putting some of my coursework together. Am I allowed to say? Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to give an opportunity towards the end to, to, okay. to let so them know where to find I, it. Because because you brought up great points. Everybody wants all these different degrees, but they lose the intangibles of leaving your ego at the door. So for example, if somebody has responded to chiropractic care before and they respond to a certain type of adjustment, why would you go change to what you do? You know, if something works for that athlete, especially if they're a pro athlete, especially if they have superstitions and they're used to things a certain way and you're changing, mm, not happening. And the documentation side, 
that is not only covering the athlete, but it's covering you. You have to document what you do. Yeah, those are great points. And I liked your idea or your thought of like, yeah, in your own clinic, you're the king. And and I think that could be a hard transition where, you know, yeah, you might run the show in your practice, but when you do work for a team, it it becomes uh, much more than that. You're just a, a part of the team and you do have to check that. And I had a story, a chiropractor um, had emailed a strength coach about all these exercises to do. This player had some kind of hamstring strain and did this whole thing. And, and then the strength coach just lost his shit on the chiropractor and the chiropractor had said, he's like, did I do something wrong here? And I was like, well, you, you kind of told him what to do from a exercise standpoint. It wasn't rehab. It was like, he was giving him all this advice on exercises to do. And I was like, that's a strength and conditioning coach for a professional NFL team. And he's got a chiropractor he's never met emailing him about what exercises in his facility <laughs> he should be doing. And I was like, you, you know, it probably could have been communicated better. Uh, and obviously you got to sometimes stay in your lane in these scenarios. So I'm glad you brought that up because that is a, that is a killer for, for a lot of chiropractors right. when they get in this situation. And Kev, it's not wrong to be the king in your, in your office and make those decisions. And it's not wrong to say, you know what, if those are the rules, then maybe I don't want to play that game. I don't want to play at a college level. I don't want to play at a pro. And then it, it's not wrong. But mm -hmm. if you want to play in those other arenas, you have to follow what their rules are. Look, I, I've been with the Baltimore Ravens now for 23 years. I've been through two head coaches, two owners, four heads of sports medicine. At any one of those instances, it could you're, you could lose your job. Um, but I've been fortunate enough to stay and I've had to change what I do uh, and the way I do it based on who's ever in charge. And if at any point I want to get off the ride, I could get off the ride because I don't want to pay another quarter to, to get back on again. Yeah. And in, it's making an, it's making those informed decisions that helps our profession instead of being combative and saying, well, no, that's not the way it should be. Well, I'm in charge, so that is the way it should be in, in their eyes. And I get that. And I, I, I love communication because I communicate well with our head team physicians, our athletic trainers, our strength and conditioning coaches. We discuss athletes and, and say, Instead of saying, hey, do these exercises, you brought up a great example that there probably was a better way to be able to go up to that uh, strength and conditioning coach and say, I, I, you know, I've, I've tried this in the past on some of my patients. I don't know if that's something you've already done or considered, you know, to have that conversation and communicate is so important. Yeah, it is. All right, docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors, and you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel mcm that is bit.ly bit.ly propel mcm 
Modern Chiropractic Marketing, right? And so check out that link. And we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propelmcm for the one hour free workshop. And I think the other thing that's probably a big one that you possess, and I know it because you were at uh, Jay Greenstein's event in DC, and that's when we first met in person, is that you have a, a beginner's mindset. And I think that's probably important as well is to always maintain that so that you don't get, you know, kind of just outdated in certain ways. And, and having that beginner's mindset is, is very important. And you are at Jay's event to, to keep on learning stuff that you probably don't have to really do if you don't want to, but you're trying to continue to improve. And so I want to ask a question. Um, if you, you know, put you on the spot a little bit here, let's, uh, let's go into an alternate universe here. You're, you know what you know now, uh, for whatever reason you decide you're going to pick up and you're going to move, uh, to, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona, and you're going to do this whole thing over again and try to position yourself as a sports chiropractor in the community, you know, grassroots, like what are some of the things you would do uh, if that was the reality for you? Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that my audience will be able to take some of that and put it, put it in their, uh, you know, strategy bucket, because a lot of people listening to this either are trying to do it right now or will be soon. And I'd love to hear your insights on it. Right. So there, there are, there's so many great opportunities at so many different levels. For me, if I had to start all over again, I'm starting at a rec level mm -hmm. uh, because I, I don't want to go with high schools. I'm not going to colleges, pros. I'm starting at a rec level because I need to survive in my practice that I'm just starting in Scottsdale, Arizona, which by the way, is not a really bad idea. So that's why I I'm, picked it. I picked I, it. I, I'm, I'm kind of concerned. I'm feeling the warmth of the sun here in Baltimore. Anyway. <laughs> so um, I, I would, I would go to Google and I would look up what are the rec leagues in our, in, in the, the County that I'm, that I'm at. And when you go online, you could see who the commissioners are. So let's say I like football you know what, and I have some football background, I'm going to look at football and how can I help them? Are, are, there, are there any coaching education classes going on? What can I do to offer them? I mentioned it before, when patients come in, if kids come in, what team do you play for? Who's your coach? You talk to the parents, who, who's in charge of the league and start to network at that level to establish yourself in your practice first and foremost before you go up. There's also, yeah, high schools are kind of tough. The rules change, things like return to play. Here in Maryland, I can write a note for return to play for a rec league kid, but you have to be a medical doctor to do it for a, a high school kid. If you are going to approach a high school level because you want to get involved with those types of athletes, that's great. Don't always go after the showy sports like football and basketball. Mm -hmm. I, when I started here and as I would in Arizona, um, I'm going after track and field. Why? There's so many more athletes. Mm -hmm. And I think you said it best, right? You, you started working with marathon runner. The, those are committed 
athletes, triathletes, they're, they're, they're so committed. And why not start when they're kids? And so to, to answer your question, the first level, first layer would be rec leagues. Yeah, I think that's great. And one of the things when I, when I moved from the Davie, Florida area to open my own in Boca Raton in 2010, one of the first things I did was, was Google uh, runners triathlete group. And, and I found one, the Boca Raton triathletes, and I contacted them and they had a sponsorship opportunity. They didn't have anybody doing it. So I paid the money for it, but it gave me an opportunity to give injury prevention talks for them and, and all kinds of stuff. And it was just a huge, huge uh, jump forward for my, for my practice. And so it doesn't have to be that obviously it could be pickleball, right? Like that'd be something I would start tackling if right. I was in a new, new area for sure. Right. But, and then also, but infuse who you are, what's your passion. You know, if, if your passion is football there are so many different levels that, and again, you're not going out there. You're not setting up your table and adjusting every kid before a game. That's, that's not what you're doing. You're trying to put yourself out there as the sports medicine, sports chiropractic expert. And oh, by the way, when you get dinged, I'm here for you instead of that, that hot cell. And, and, and what are you going to do with them anyway? Like people want to stand on the sideline of a high school, a high school football game. Okay, if someone gets hurt, what are you going to do? Do you do you have the knowledge? Do you have the experience? Do you have an emergency action plan? Or are there people better trained than you that are able to handle that? Or are you just going to run out when a kid goes down and adjust them on the field? Like, what's that? Yeah. We don't get trained. You talk about some of the new kids that are coming out now. Some of the some of the better ones while they're in chiropractic school also get their EMS or EMT certification so they can be hands-on in situations like that and not get into something that's way over their head. Yeah. You know, there's other, there's some ancillary things you can do as well. Like I was on the board of athletic training for the state of Florida from 2008 until actually like six months ago. <laughs> um, I finally was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. And then uh, they were fortunate enough to get Dr. Todd Narson to replace me and he's phenomenal. Uh, so they're in good hands there. But I met a ton of athletic trainers and I got in their world a little bit. And it also, I understood it. And even though I'm not a license, licensed athletic trainer, the board has one chiropractor on there. And so some of those things helped me out. And, and I got that through my connections at universities locally, uh, where I even, I taught an exercise physiology class at Nova university for a year. But during that time, I got to know the athletic trainer there and, and the other folks. And so some of those things really helped. Um, one of the things I'm seeing a lot of younger docs do right now that I actually did was my clinic from 2007 to 2010 was inside of a sports training facility. And so I'm seeing some, um, DCs going in, whether they're renting space in there or not, what they're doing is going in and being a, you know, a fixture on the wall of a sports training facility. Obviously those are popping up left and right in certain, uh, towns and cities. And so they're connecting, with the sports training facility. Have you, have you seen some docs doing that with some success? Yes. And more so in areas like yours, like Florida, for example, Florida's big for that. Uh, yeah. What I discourage is doctors of chiropractic that put all their eggs in one basket and that's just their show. Hey, I'm going to have an office in this gym or in this training facility. And you don't have, you know, you're under somebody else's sign. You're under somebody else's hours. You're, you're very limited 
to the demographics of, of patients that you can get within. But to have an outside gig and be a part of that training aspect of it, as long as there's, and here, Kevin, this, this is where we talk about communication again, right? Because you could be there, but if you don't have the ability to communicate with the personal trainers, with strength and conditioning guys, with, with, with the admin people that are running things, so you become a true part of a sports medicine team, then you'll sit there, you'll twiddle your thumbs and you can't pay your rent. Yeah. And I, I do harp on that a lot. And and I recently was on a, on a Facebook thread about it as well. Uh, because again, I lived it. I, I rented space inside of a gym for a few years. Then I graduated to renting a, a room in an orthopedic office, a really good sports medicine orthopedic office. And then ultimately I bought my own real estate and moved into there in my, my own clinic. And I always had that as like, I knew I needed to get out of the gym. And I, I do really want chiropractors that are starting in there to get their traction. Okay. That's fine. But, but work really hard to get out of that gym because what ended up happening, I, I left the gym into a sports medicine uh, facility six months later, that gym went out of business. And if right. I hadn't, if I hadn't done that, I would have been toast. You know, I would have been trying to figure something out reactively. And I mean, honestly, just the credibility factor of having a, a full-blown office with a team and all that, it's like, it catapults you a little bit. And so I'm not here to to denigrate like having your clinic in a gym and renting like that, but it's, it's risky and you need to tuck away some cash. Luckily it's a low overhead. And if you're doing well, you should be tucking away cash to be able to get into your own space and then still maintain a relationship. I still maintain all the relationships. Absolutely. Just, they were coming to my office, just like they come to your office. Absolutely. And, and you could still go back. You could do like Tuesday, Thursday afternoons, you do your gym thing, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, you, you're, you're doing it in your office in case, like you said, that all that, there's too many things that are out of your control when you're outside your office. I totally agree. All right. So I want to kind of segue into the last question here. You know, you've been, you've been doing this for, for a while. Um, what's next for you? What's, what, what are you looking at the next uh, five years or so? <laughs> wow. Okay. So <laughs> Cutting that, right to right. the chase here. No, that, that, you, you know, and, and uh, going to that seminar that uh, Dr. Jay Greenside put on with the, with you presenting and, and some of the, the greats of the greats, I should be able to answer that question and, and look and see what that looks like. Um, so off the cuff, um, I still plan on practicing, but very little within my office. For me now, it's all about educating, right? So it's not just educating. I, I go to chiropractic schools. I love teaching chiropractic students that there's no better time than now to be a sports chiropractor if you can navigate it correctly. I love going and teaching at conferences, state conferences, to chiropractors that are already out there. Where are the opportunities? I want to continue to do that. I've, I've been afforded the ability to do that internationally. I've gone to different countries and help chiropractors get involved in sports where they never had a shot to get involved because it was always the physio that was involved. And as long as my body holds up, I want to continue to do the work at the level I do it at because I have the ability to disseminate all that information that you get from a pro level down to people, down to doctors, down to everyone, so that they can have a higher quality of life, you know, within the chiropractic profession and afford them the ability to continue to work with teams. But at the end of the day, 
It's all the work that's being done in the trenches, right? It's all the kids that all our doctors of chiropractic are treating and educating. So when they get to the collegiate level, they say, well, what do you mean we don't have a chiropractor? When they get to the professional level, well, what do you mean you don't have a chiropractor? Because it is being run by the athletes, by the players, and are demanding quality chiropractic care. So I, I, I'll say it now. Thank you to everyone listening. If you've treated an athlete that's made it to the next level, thank you for making my job easier. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, on the education front, you know, we, you and I had some good conversations ab- about that and and trying to help out other other chiropractors. Um, what does that look like, and and how can they find that information and reach out to you? So it, it's really neat through uh, KMC University, uh, through uh, Kathy Mills Chang and, and her university team. She, she's she been the only one to like set me down and say, look, Alan, you're running all over the frigging country and the world. Why, why don't you get your stuff together? So a, a year it's taken to sit down and put information together, broken up into seven modules that is going to be available really soon through KMC University. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll put it out on my Facebook page. I, I'm terrible at social media, but I want to get it out there. And then I want to be able to answer questions. I want to be able to help our people. That's the stage of life that I'm at. I, 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 there's no word retirement. There's no, There's none of that. We're just going to keep doing this as long as we physically and mentally can. That's why I asked what was next. Cause I know there's something next and that no, sounds nothing. great. And, and uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's just giving back and, and, and really uh, wisdom. You know, I think that's the big thing that's uh, no matter how smart you are, if you're 30 years old, you probably don't have the wisdom yet. And so we got to get it from the folks that have really been doing this for a long time. And I really appreciate your efforts in, in progressing our profession and, and helping out the uh, younger generation. So thank you for that. So the important thing for me is in in wrapping up is that I'm able to provide that information while I'm still walking the walk and talking the talk. I'm still in the office, but yet I'm doing it with these teams and it's all real time, real life things that you could do to get involved as well as stay out of trouble. There's a lot of risk management working with these athletes. There is. So, well, doc, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And this won't be our last conversation. Amen. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you want to make the shift from busy, broke, and broken to time-free and cash-confident, or you just want to continue with the exponential growth, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Look at the MCM Mastery tab, watch the short video on there, and check out what we are doing now for evidence-informed chiropractors. We are equal parts coaching and marketing done for you. Yes, you shoot some videos. We help you with campaign strategies and ideas and really become a thought leader in your community. You shoot those videos, you send them to us. We produce, edit, and brand them to you. Then we distribute them through all of your channels. We also take them and we turn it into one good blog per month. And every other month, we have Darcy Sullivan producing a robust blog with a topic that you pick from her database to help with your SEO. So we essentially become your content marketing agency to make sure your practice is always having ethical, elegant content marketing to help grow your practice. On the coaching side, we also help you with everything from marketing ideas to business, communications, finances, anything practice growth. 
and really try to help prevent you from being stuck on that island. And we hold you accountable. We have a great group of doctors that are just doing amazing things. And we look forward to help you out to take that next step in your practice. So again, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com and learn more.